name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is a story, this is a story about call. A story about being called by God to follow wherever God is leading. Now we have a funny notion about call in our church and our culture. Too often we reserve that notion for those who feel called to ordained ministry or some really noble or glamorous profession. But the truth is, God is calling each and every one of us right where we are. Today we see three ways people are called. We hear about John the Baptist's call, which ends in imprisonment, and we know his eventual beheading. That kind of call might just dissuade us from following a call from God, and it seems at first that Jesus is retreating when he learns that his cousin John the Baptist has been arrested. He leaves Nazareth and withdraws to Galilee, but it turns out that actually Jesus is diving deeper into his call by going to the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali the places where God made covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but places that had been overrun again and again by outside empires, most spectacularly the Assyrians and now by the Romans. It is about these places that the prophet Isaiah promises the people that those who have sat in darkness have seen a great light and for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. In other words, Jesus goes to the birthplace of God's covenant with his people, goes exactly to a place of hurt, a place where empires have tried to crush the spirit of people for centuries. He goes to the place where a prophet promises light in the darkness. And in that place, Jesus takes on the mantle of John the Baptist to preach repentance, preaching that we must change our hearts and our lives. Jesus takes on the role as Messiah to preach the good news that the kingdom of heaven has come near. For no matter what kingdom, what empire is in political power, God's reign is ultimate. No matter what the law of the land is, it is God's law Jesus calls people to follow. So Jesus accepts the call as Messiah, accepts the call as prophet, though he sees what it did to John. He doesn't give up, he doesn't withdraw when empire, now Rome, threatens. No, he goes deeper into who he is and who he's called to be, deep into the land and the history and the scripture that have formed him and reminds all people, you've been in darkness, but light is greater. God will never be overwhelmed by earthly forces. Now, Jesus says, now I call you to repent. Change your hearts. Change your lives so that you might see 
God's reign so that you might live as followers of God even as you also must live in the empire of the world. And as soon as Jesus embraces his call, he calls others, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, James, and John. He calls them out of their fishing boats, out of their everyday lives that are enmeshed in empire living, and he calls them to follow him, to live in a new kingdom. Now, perhaps these stories feel impossibly distant to us. We who live 2,000 years later and who are pulled and tugged in so many different directions in our own lives, who might wonder if God is really calling us, really calling us to, well, anything. But on this Sunday, on this Sunday in the week when we celebrated the legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King who called us, especially we Christians, to live out our gospel faith by working for love and a just society for all people. In this time, soon after President Obama reminded us in his farewell address that change only happens when ordinary people get involved and that if something needs fixing, lace up your shoes, do some organizing. On the day after the Women's March in Washington, D.C. and sister marches around the U.S. and around the world where there were maybe four and a half million people marching, well, today, today it just makes sense for us to consider what it means to follow God's call on our lives. And how do we do that? How do we who are overwhelmed with busy lives and lots of to-dos, how do we listen for and how do we follow that call? Well, first, I think we have to do as Jesus did. We must dig deep into our faith and our history and our scriptures to know that God is always calling us in hard times and easy times when we're afraid and when we feel bold. And God is calling always all kinds of people, women and men, young people and old, enslaved and free, people of every conceivable race and color, people with disabilities who aren't sure that they can speak for God, people who have sinned and broken the law. There are prophets and preachers and followers throughout our scriptures and history who fit all those descriptions. And if God can call any and all, then surely God can call you. Surely God can call me. And then we, then we certain that we are being called, then we rest deeply in the promises of God, the promises that God will never leave us alone or comfortless. Even though we might find ourselves in trouble, we might find ourselves like John the Baptist in some kind of prison for following God's call. I hope we don't, but if we do, I hope we model ourselves on our forebearers in faith, St. Paul and Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Martin Luther King who prayed and sang while they were there. 
For beloved, when we are called, we are not called just to do something. We are called to be something. Jesus first calls us to change our hearts and our minds that we might trust in the kingdom of heaven, the reign of God, and to follow that way is to be people who pray. It's to be people of joy and faith, people who follow Jesus wherever we are, whether we are called to use our skills as teachers or marketers, nurses or accountants, lawyers or students, parents, florists, hairstylists, wherever we are, we can be followers. Remember, Jesus first called his disciples whose only qualifications were that one, they were fishermen, and perhaps they could use those skills of fishing to lure people. And two, they agreed to follow. That's all they had. We are all called. We are all called to be faithful, called to trust in this God who is our light in the darkness, even when it seems we're overtaken by an empire poised to destroy us. We are called as we are, with our own skills and gifts to do the will of God, to live into the kingdom of heaven where love is the law where enemies are forgiven. The widows and the orphans and the alien and the outsider and the lost one are brought in and cared for. We can love like that, whether we do it on a grand stage or perhaps even better in our own homes and our neighborhoods. We are called to follow even though it might take us to some dangerous, scary places, and we are called to be trusting, prayerful, joyful, even then. For wherever, whomever we are, God promises us that no matter how dark it gets, we will not be overcome. For a new light has dawned, And the light says, come, follow me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.